Hello, Dennis and Adam. This is your wake-up call. Every Thursday in your podcast, you've given movie reviews, but you've never fully reviewed an entire franchise. Now you will be given the chance to do so. Your aim in this game is to review the entire Saw franchise in less than 90 minutes. You have seven films to review. When there are that many films to review, the only thing left to do is watch them or else. There are ways to win this hidden all around the internet. Just remember, X marks the spot for the treasure. If you do not watch all seven, then your podcast will be toast. Burnt toast. And I'll delete your show off the World Wide Web. Let the game begin. It's the Movie Toast, the show. Here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Movie Toast. Hey, welcome everyone. Episode 85 Movie Toast News and Reviews is here. We might sound a little different this week because we're going to record back on Zoom opposed to our normal platform of Zencaster, which gives us even better quality, but apparently it doesn't want us to be able to talk to one another. Dennis, I know you're probably fuming because of the issues we're having, but we're finally oh, here. Man. How you doing? Yeah, I'm. I'm glad we're 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 in it though. We're we're here. We're here bringing you the toast, folks. That's what that's <laughs> what this is all about. So I'm just glad we got it. We got it nailed down. We're gonna I get. Can... We're gonna get our groove back. Okay, Stella. Oh yeah, watch out, Whoopi Goldberg. Dennis, I can actually hear you talking right now, man. I'm I'm ecstatic. This is a big episode, man. Uh, Huge. We got Huge. so much toast. We can't even fit it all in one toaster right now. We need like five toasters to pop all this shit. But uh, off the top, man, I, I I got my second dose of Moderna this this previous week, so I'm all hey! fucking juiced up, man. Hopefully, I don't all get right. that COVID. Uh, COVID proof. Yeah. So, how was your week? I was good. Hard working. I did I did did some physical labor working on a house this week. But but good. Nice. I, I I felt satisfied wiping the sweat off my brow and uh, <laughs> cutting steel and painting. Painting walls. You're like a Ford Tough commercial right there without the Ford. <laughs> Built oh, podcast tough. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that one. Is that like a Powerpuff Girl at the end there? Tough. It's, actually, a Powerpuff Girl is so much fucking tougher than me. <laughs> Any Powerpuff Girl is a uh, way bigger badass than I am. Oh, man, I'm Shit. so excited for the live action Powerpuff Girl continuation series. Ooh, ooh I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see the CW version. Will I? Will I attempt? Will I tr- attempt watching it? Sure. Am, am, do I have any faith or confidence <laughs> in it? None whatsoever. I <laughs> I need to see a green skinned Mojo Jojo with a fucking crazy white and blue striped helmet. You know, like I need I need the old uh, Gennady Tartakovsky animation because right? Wasn't that his show too? I would just be shocked. About that. I would yeah, be was, shocked. Oh man. No, that's classic Powerpuff yeah. Girls. That was that is peak Cartoon Network. Do you remember? I think, I think when we we're in college, so I didn't see it. I doubt you saw. It. They they actually made a Powerpuff Girl anime for a little bit. I don't know. I remember hearing about. it. I did not watch it though. I did not. I did not watch it. Apparently, it was, was so great. Neither have seen it. <laughs> and then they tried bringing it back on Cartoon Network a few years ago, and I don't. I don't know how that went. Mm. Yeah, I remember it was like the animation style was different. The voice cast was different. Um, I want to say they rewrote the, some of the story, like probably. And they, and they re, like re, like it was like a rehash. Yeah, it wasn't even like anything different. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I, although I, I did enjoy the movie with the rowdy rough boys. Like uh, that was the control. Mojo Jojo. 
uh origin story uh, yes you know, yeah yeah that's what it was i never yeah. saw that so I, I actually would love to give that a shot i'd I think, love to toast that actually I, I think my dad and i went to the theater and and, and saw that in men oh. in black too it oh damn fun day that's yeah. cool that's a it's a very superhero double feature someone's driving their car they're like you fucking dumbass i came out five years different <laughs> now, now i gotta look this up i gotta make sure i'm like not making this up i, I feel like that was it uh, what are these toasters talking about they oh, claim they know shit. movies. Hey. They they can't answer simple trivia questions, and they don't the know real toasty girls came out. <laughs> the real toasties will have faith. Look, all right, folks. You know you're here for the movie toast. We know you're here for the movie toast, but we also know the toast is all encompassing. Uh, entertainment is affected on many platforms, and all of it has influence, and it all comes back to uh, to the feature films. And of the many entertainment platforms that uh, interact with uh, their feature film viewing is social media, which mm. is where we talk to you folks and where we love to have our polls presented for you. Oh, excuse me. That was inappropriate phrasing. You really got to calm down with your poll talk here, man. You Every week <laughs> is something new that just, it, we, we take something so wholesome as like trivia and polls and you're like, I'm going to make it naughty this week. <laughs> I'm going to make it dirty. No, That's not the lube for these polls. going to wax it. <laughs> that's, yeah. oh, you're stealing good material, man. Oh, that's boy. good. That's good stuff. I just want to let you know that they, that is good stuff, Dennis. You, you work very hard. I laugh every week we talk <laughs> about polls. I'm like, what Thank you. Thank What you. the fuck did I just hear? But I, I do want to confirm that uh, both the Powerpuff Girl movie and Men in Black 2 did come out in 2002. So I think my story is accurate. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't doubt it for a second. I, I doubted it. I'm like, I'm making this up. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, so over at movie underscore toast on twitter we we do do polls so uh, i got three for you this week dennis you ready to go do do all right so one of my favorite news stories of the week we're not doing news this week guys sorry but this does relate to something that came out um adult swim is making three feature films of uh, some yeah! shows that they recently canceled so we're getting a feature film for venture brothers Metalocalypse and Optic <clears throat> Hunger Force. Uh, and I want to know which of those three they're most excited about. And I also throw in a fourth as I want to see them all. Mm, oh, see. Now, I got to be honest. I, In reality, I would vote for the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it, to be honest, it is a really, really close call between Aquatine and Metalocalypse. I love both of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> For me, it's it's kind of kind of similar. It's like Aquatine and then Venture Brothers. I've never watched oh. Metalocalypse, but I have seen Death Clock Live at a Festival Supreme once. And oh, I don't know what dude. I'm seeing, but I I I, I know it's a I'm whole jealous. thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I really enjoyed Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon the movie for cinema or whatever it was called. Movie film for theaters. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Just the opening scene of that, like the, the lobby. Let's go to the, the fucking lobby or whatever, and then the death ma- ah, so much. But uh yeah, so zero votes for Aqua Teen. Uh, what? Yeah, I was very oh, shocked by that. I'm heartbroken. What Me is too. the sense of humor in you toasties? My goodness. Uh 29% for Venture Brothers. <gasps> yeah oh i i did skip i want to see them all got 14 percent, and 57 went to metalocalypse so yes so that that's kind of cool i mean i know that's a big cult all those shows are cult following so it's nice to see them again and they specifically said that they're not going straight to hbo max where a lot of people assume that would go they're actually going to have i think they're for the hardcore fans you can buy it on on blu-ray dvd and digital 
like a month before they show up or like 45 mm. days before they come. Oh, wow. Max. So okay. Okay. I want to give the people who really want to see it. They want to give it a shot. You know what? I, I think be for, for this round, I like, I might actually pay to rent one of these uh, out front before it hits HBO. I mean, usually I'm patient and I'll wait for HBO, but I, I, I would like to reward Adult Swim. Thank you for yeah. revisiting some material I am a fan of. <laughs> And speaking of a uh, material that you're a fan of, Dennis, last week we reviewed the first two episodes of The Bad Batch, and I believe yes. we're going to be talking about the third episode today's. But oh, I wanted to know uh, what our audience uh, preferred uh, show-wise of uh, Star Wars out of uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, and Bad Batch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Damn. Yeah, it's heavy oh, man. stuff. You know there. what? I got to be honest. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidestep this one. I don't think I, don't think I can choose. But I am very curious to hear what the audience has to say. Okay. 11% to the Rebels. It's okay. just Rebels. But That's I a lot more. Other. Yeah. 11% for Bad Batch. I know right now uh, we haven't oh, had much. Interesting. Okay. 11%. It does require a lot of uh, information coming into it. So I'm That's sorry. True. No, you're good. Uh, 11, so now we're down to one more 11% and one uh, 67%. Do you want to say uh, guess which one got which? I feel Mando's taking the kick. Live action is okay. going to be the, the the controlling number here. That's exactly what I thought, but we're both wrong. It's a seven oh. percent to Clone Wars, so I'm kind of shocked. Oh. I thought you were going to agree with the audience on this, but I like how you took yourself out of that. There we go. Hey, hats off to you, folks. I I honestly am impressed. You proved me wrong. That it, there is some storytelling throughout that series. So. Mm. I, I feel you, like Toasties. you have more time to live with it and uh, understand Ooh, yeah. the mythology. You get to savor it, and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a I that, that's one series. The the people who say they're hardcore Star Wars fans that haven't watched it, that's something I will always point uh, you know point their direction. You mm. you gotta go check it out. It is so worth investing the time uh, if you have it. If you have the time, you know? yeah. Uh, and then our final poll we have here. Last week, I reviewed the 10th anniversary Dolby Cinema re-release of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So I wanted to know what our audience's favorite uh, graphic novel turned to feature film was out of Sin City, oh. Watchmen 300, and Scott Pilgrim. Oh, damn. Those are those are fun choices, too. Yeah, and Shit. it's crazy because I feel like two of them are uh, Zack Snyder, and there were some other ones, but it's like, oh, these, <laughs> these are the bigger ones, so I, I had to stick with them. Oh, dang. Shoot, no, that's I, uh, what, what would you what would you pick first, man? Oh, god, it if this it's it's tough, it's it's gonna be Scott Pilgrim, but very close behind it would have been Sin City. But uh, Scott Pilgrim, really, for me, okay, yeah. hmm. I don't, I got, I gotta be honest, and I feel like this will be divisive for some people. I'm for me, it's a toss up between Scott Pilgrim and 300. Okay, There's, I, I, I loved that visceral experience. Uh, watching the film that was something when you saw it in theaters I remember mm. I have a distinct memory of go of my dad taking me to see this when he clearly had no idea what it was he was taking me to oh yeah dude I, I remember opening night going to the theater uh me and my friends and then we ran into some other people from our school that just got out of it and we're like how was it like oh my god it's so fucking badass and then we go in and I'm like oh it just the 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 being there and like experiencing it it was something feeling like you could feel the sound in the air when we watched that movie in the theater. It was mm -hmm. so intense, and that was the thing that like I remember my dad said, "Oh, if I <laughs> if I knew that's what was going on, I probably wouldn't have taken it to you." But I'm glad we went to see it because that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, 
So what 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 they say? What was so uh, where we land? Zero percent for Watchmen, zero percent for Sin City. Uh, oh, that's, that was shocking what? to me. Both nothing. Those yeah. are both great movies, though. Like they're both still mm-hmm. a good watch. That's what I thought. Uh, okay. Not not okay. the Tosies out there. Uh, All right. So All that right. leaves a ninety. Uh, 90- Three percent and a seven percent. Seven percent went Scott to Pilgrim. number one, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Three hundred yeah. is seven percent. Scott Pilgrim swept it. I was shocked because, like I said last week in my review, it was not a, a hit at the theater. But boy, later on, did it get where it had to get? Absolutely. And you, what's funny is I feel like that honestly could be said for all of these movies. That's very true. Some of them actually had a little bit greater uh, critical reaction. Hmm. Um, I feel like Watchmen had a lot of people show up in the theater. Mm-hmm. 300 had a lot of people show up in the theater. Uh, but all of them genuinely have a good following. Like, I feel like you have someone who will say each one of these films is is a film that they hold near and dear. Yeah, you know? it's weird. So- for, for years, I've been like, I got to rewatch Watchmen because I remember seeing it at the uh, Arclight Cinerama Dome. And I just, Ooh. I don't know, I, I don't recall loving it, but I recall it being uh, spectacular. And I just, it's sitting in my queue on HBO Max. I just got to pull the trigger and watch it, I think. Hmm. And I hear yeah. nothing but rave reviews for the TV series. The series? Yeah, I got to crack into that myself. Which, Toasties, let us know. Is that something we should jump in for you guys? Uh, those of you who haven't uh, watched the Watchmen <laughs> series just like us, is that something we should cover too? Should, should we be doing a batches of episodes for you guys? Son let us know. Bitch. Hit us up on the socials. Dennis, you, that you, my, my God, I think we're gonna have to have a, have a TV toast uh, podcast because I just realized now that you also have HBO Max, we can both watch Snowpiercer as well. God, we can catch up. Yeah. On oh, dude, I would love to do. Oh man, because I'm genuinely curious, especially with that cast. I mm-hmm. love I, I, the guy playing the detective. You know, I uh, I, uh, I can't think of his Davey name. Diggs. Oh yes, he, uh, Davey Diggs. It's now. Am I ever going to separate him from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, but that's fine. Oh, see, he it's can... funny for me. I, I picture him from this this amazing movie that he uh, co-wrote and co-starred in called uh, uh, Blind Spotting, which now they're turning into a TV series. Oh, man, oh. such a great! I okay. think I reviewed it episodes episodes ago. But uh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. funny that we both have different uh, takes of him. But yeah, I think a lot of people probably know him from, uh, like you were saying, Hamilton. Oh shit! And that and and I, it's there's so many angles you can see him from that, and he's so fantastic mm-hmm. from every single one. Oh yeah, he's an incredible singer. He's an incredible actor, and mm-hmm. just he he presence he can carry on screen without even speaking a word. Like he he's he's good at portraying that uh, body language. You know, oh, yeah, he's a he's a stage actor. Clearly, mm-hmm. he, he sells that so, so well. And I feel like that always shows when you have the actors who have been on the stage, they have to throw it a little bit harder so you can you can see it through the lens it from your seat that it's it, it, it shows. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like that was some fun polls. Uh, do you want to get a little uh, trivia before we get into our overstuffed uh, toaster <laughs> amount of reviews? You're going down this week, man. All I right. think I think I think I got your number. All right, cool. What what's my number? Less than three questions correct, hopefully. All right. Well, one of you, uh, <laughs> you can take the. F- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, 
<laughs> All right. So what would what, what would you like? Uh, once again, audience, our categories we have here is comedy slash cartoon, action slash adventure, drama slash musical, and horror slash sci-fi. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase uh, my favorite Reynolds, and I'm gonna say the horror in sci-fi. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. Ooh. Okay. This is interesting. When you uh, were unavailable to record a couple of. Uh, uh, God, I was going to say seasons ago, a couple of months ago, uh, we had one of our buddies, Rick uh, Tomeo, on here as a co-host, and he Rick. this movie. So I, I I don't know if you've seen this movie, if you haven't, or if you have. Okay, okay. Let's get into it. Uh, what is the name of the demons in Hellraiser? Uh, we have oh. we have a uh, we have a couple of options here. We have Plenobites, Renobites, or Cenobites. 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 Uh, all right. All right. Cenobites. All right, Boom. you got it. You got it. You you could not. You were like jumping at the fucking <laughs> the, the, the nips at that one. Jumping at the nips. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna save that one. I'm gonna use that later. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what that is. It's not even a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, either. I don't, but I I like don't, it. it just. I, I, that's what came out. All right. Um. So. Okay. All right. One to zero. What, so, what are you having, man? Oh, what are you, what are you hit taking? me up with comedy cartoon this week. I'm going. I'm Billy Crystal. Let's do this. Son of a bitch. Okay, this is the first question. I swear to God. All right, to- all right, Toasties. If you listen to last week, you'll 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 understand why he made the reference to Billy Crystal. So here's your question. I swear to God, this was the next comedy slash cartoon. What is James P. Sullivan's nickname in Monsters Incorporated? Sully, baby. Son of a bit. I Ooh. swear. I that that was literally the next question. I uh. cannot believe. You got a mo- another movie that Billy Crystal and or Meg Ryan was in. Oh man! <laughs> like, Although that was that was my my god there, uh, John Goodman as is that character. But you know Mike Wazowski, he's he's the second banana. That's, that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, he's, he's right next to the Sully. He's right next to Sully. Hey, you it, can't it, have it one ate, without the other. Ooh, Dennis. It, it, can, it ooh, Tom Hanks. That's one show <laughs> I can't wait. Monsters at Work, where it picks up where the movie left off. We're gonna see them oh. now learning to make kids laugh to get electricity from Monsteropolis. Okay, that could be funny. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm ready for it. It's coming in a couple of months, I think. You know what else is coming? An action or adventure question. Okay. Oh, All right. Ooh, boy. Oh, dear. God, here you go. Here's a free fucking shift right here. You're going you're gonna to knock this one out of the park here. I, don't, I shouldn't even, I feel like this is, I shouldn't even ask. I'm just going to give you the point. Who co-starred <laughs> with Bruce Willis as Harlem store owner as a Harlem, st- I'm gonna take that again, even though you already Samuel knew. L. Jackson. Yep, yep. Good old, <laughs> what was his name? Moses, I think. Zeus. Zeus. Ah. Zeus. God, that's my. Was, oh. what, a, what a great! I like that more than I like two. Like two's great. You're in, you're in the airport, but they're running all over the Die city answering vengeance. questions with a vengeance. So good. How many gallons are left over? Oh. <laughs> and the fact that it's Hans Gruber's yeah. brother or cousin brother, right? Yeah. Brother, yes, okay. yes, was was the brother, but yeah. Um, well, once I saw that, I'm like, who who wouldn't know the answer to that fucking question? <laughs> like the greatest pairing. I'm like, I'm I love fucking Reginald Bell Johnson, fucking Carl Winslow, but Ooh. Sam Jackson, he, yeah, such a star That's... in that. One of his earlier movies too. We well, you, put, you put some Jedi power in there. You're uh, it's hard to beat it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So what 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 do you want to take for your next category? You know, you, you took a dive on that one. Um, I want to say comedy, but I'm not going to ask comedy again. I'm going to go for 
God, I'm going to bite myself hard on this. I'm going to go for a drama musical, and I think you could walk away with the game right here because I don't know drama musicals, but I want to give it a right. fair chance. I'm not I'm not sorting through cards. This is just the next one, and I think you'll be able to survive. You'll, you'll make it to the next question. All right. Johnny Depp makes a white Christmas for Winona Ryder in what oh. film? Yeah, you know, it's hilarious. Like before he said that, I'm like, I want to cut you off. I want to say, here's not the answer. I want to say fucking Sweeney Todd because it's a musical. It's good drama. But now, now, man, my old uh, acting teacher from Columbia, uh, Caroline Aaron, who plays Jim oh! mother in 21 Jump Street stars in this film or co-stars or has a yes! camera. Good old Edward Scissorhands. Yes, Ooh. there you go, man. Nice. Ooh, and look at that. Name dropping teachers from school, Caroline Aaron. <laughs> You were awesome. No, she was a very awesome person. I loved her, I man. Yeah, Whenever I see her in things, I, I'm just so oh, happy. Yes, be a better person. Humble. Oh as my fun. gosh. So like, and then and and appreciative when she was recognized. She didn't mm -hmm. like. She wasn't bothered when you would approach her and remind her of the thing you saw her in. Oh, just I think I, I think I recently awesome. saw her. I, I, no, I could be wrong here, but I think I saw her on a rerun of uh, King of Queens, and she plays a neighbor to uh, the Heffernans and her husband's oh. Brian Cranston. Oh, that's funny. And like, um, fucking uh, 22 uh, Jump Street, her at dinner with fucking Ice Cube. Oh, man. And Queen Latifah. No, my favorite part who drew a dick on this picture? <laughs> I, I love her screaming and like freaking out about the party. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, but the other, uh, like my introduction to the series, dude, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, she's in that. She, she's in that too. Yes, my God, good she's uh, the the ex husband. Uh, she plays his mother. Oh wow! In the series, nice. yeah, that's yeah. Sweet. So like, it's not no small role. Like she, this, oh, Caroline has just been knocking it out of the park her whole career. Yeah, like, probably longer than we've been alive. And it's not a name <laughs> many yeah. people will know, but if if you saw her face, like that lady, cool. That is a K. Yes, that is a character actor you will probably recognize if you go look around. Yeah, and like she'd do student shorts and stuff too, which was kind of cool. Yes. But uh, so yeah, that that was cool that to talk about her. I haven't thought about her in a little while. But uh, so Dennis, what what is the next category you'd like? You know what? Let's let's uh flip on back to the the horror sci-fi. All right. Horror sci-fi. Okay. Whew. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe what not. is the name <laughs> of the spacecraft in Alien? The Nostromo. Okay. See, there we go. I knew. I knew I shouldn't. I, uh, part of me is like, <laughs> uh, I got him with Alien Three the other day. Maybe I'll get him with this. Ah, uh, see, I know the first two. I don't know them after the first two. <laughs> and I'm happy that you said that because I'm just like, oh God, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce these names. So I'm happy. I forget. It, it is named after like a. An explorer or a philosopher. I was gonna say like Nostradamus or something on that, but probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah. see, I would have been thrown off because the third option here is uh, Prometheus, and I'd be like Prometheus, and be like, mm. no, you idiots. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the universe, but what? A couple hundred years before or something? I don't know. I honestly, like I'm not a giant fan of the Alien films, and I, mm. I feel like I should oh, go back enough. and rewatch them. The first one, I'm not. Maybe I should watch Aliens. And... You know what? I would challenge you. Go back and play uh, what that last Alien video game. Hmm. That that will give you... You can play through the storyline of uh, the daughter of the main character in the first Alien movie, where she's going back to like recover the Nostromo. Huh. And you're... It, it's... Rather than relying on 80s 
schlock to try to make you scared why not be the person who's about to be killed you know yeah, i'll challenge you that. Yeah. uh alien resurrection i want to say or no that's a movie yeah, uh anyways yeah. the second to last alien game go it's a survival horror you 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 just can't get killed you can't fight the thing you just gotta run hmm. you know just like the movies uh but yeah Instead of uh, watching those, maybe try give that a shot. I, yeah, sadly, I, I I would probably make it like one stage and be like, "This is too tough for me. It's not Mario." <laughs> Just don't play it with your microphone on, because then you <laughs> then it hears you. It, oh it shit! Literally can hear you. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what else is awesome, Dennis? I want to take another comedy cartoon because you did horror twice, and this is probably gonna bite me in the butt. All right, now same thing. No, no shuffling. This is the set. This is just the next card. Swing so I'm afraid you can. Damn it! No, <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> um, this may tie it up, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. This, this, is, this could be tough. This could be tough. Yeah, I think it is going to be. Tough. Little, I think you might have been a little drunk when you saw this movie. So I don't know. Oh, oh, hmm. I'm always drunk. Apparently, what was the name of Simba's evil uncle in The Lion King? Oh man, such a tough. I wasn't drunk. I was like, kindergarten. <laughs> I remember seeing this at the drive-in, man. I I, I get so many reviews drive-in. The drive-in. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. That's you cool. Oh. I, I don't know what it was paired with. I probably could only watch one movie before I pass out. Um, and I I saw the live-action one of the drive-in too. And uh, can you tell I'm buying some time here before I say Scar? <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We tied it on up. Oof. It's three to three. I, I tiebreaker here where we gotta who who can get the most on one card. I uh, or... I was gonna say we just we just that's it. Okay. We, we we tied up. I think this week we just tied it up. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, how, all right. You know what? All right. No, no, no. Let's do. Let's go one more. One more right. each. All let's right. let's see if we can break. Because last last week we had a tie, and then then it came down to the last first person to fuck a mess up. I keep swearing, guys and gals out there. I, I gotta stop swearing. Stop fucking swearing. Yeah, piece of garbage I am. Uh, you can swear you don't do it very often so that's <laughs> it's it's easy though it's easy. yeah it really is uh so what would you like uh um mm, mm. um oh that's funny i got the question you had for me last week uh drama musical because uh, this is the yeah yeah drama okay. musical which hollywood leading man was in spy game the Horse Whisperer, and all the President's Men. Robert Redford? Yes. Yep. You got the Redford. Right. Oh, man. I love him in uh, Captain America. In everything? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, name a bad Robert Redford movie, please. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Go check it out, folks. If you've never heard of it, uh, that is some of the most gorgeous cinematography you'll probably see this year. And there, it, it's a very limited dialogue movie. Like I, it's one I would. I'm very curious what this, how the script reads, because it's just a lot of very uh, pregnant cinematic shots. It's just a lot of landscapes. Watching him traverse the 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 world, a city city guy decides he's gonna go make it out in the in the wilderness, out in the wild west. <laughs> That is that is it. Like that's oh, the movie man. right there. I I wish you you would have said horror sci-fi because I this this question here I'm gonna give it to you right now. It's it's a super simple one. What candy <laughs> st- 
candy snack not candy but candy snack does et enjoy what who wrote these questions uh i'll take a uh skittles no. <laughs> peanut butter skittles uh yeah yeah you know those famous taste the peanut butter rainbow commercials <laughs> chase the peanut butter um i'll go for action adventure i think i think you could win this one all right oh oh uh let's let's see all right man um who plays you got this i don't i i'm i'm i'll you you could get it well we'll see i know this is this is one of val's favorite movies so who plays the adventurous babysitter in adventures in babysitting Oh, 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 God, I love this movie. I can picture her face, I think. And yeah, at first I, I, I was I was going to think, uh, don't tell mom and uh, don't tell mom the babysitter said I was going to say Applegate. But I'm like, she likes what? that one, too. That yeah. is that is like that's right up there on her list, too. Which is funny. I was talking to someone the other day about the the modern day Jonah Hill version of this. Uh, the the sitter. I got to rewatch. Oh, yeah. That is funny. Maybe. I'm picturing this woman. I can't picture her name, but I'm picturing her. I think we even mentioned her last week, talking about Kevin, Kevin Klein and whatnot. Not Kevin Klein, Kevin mm. Klein. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm picturing I'm a, her. I'm going to tell you no. Okay. We Ooh. did not mention okay. her last week. <laughs> that I, is... I, I don't know why I'm picturing. Good thing I didn't say her. Uh, God I'm, I'm steering you away from that. I'll give you that much. Thank you. That is um, not it. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like a failure here. I'm not going to guess it, but I do love this movie. I watched it so many times on HBO as a child. And, uh, it's okay. It's like sad. I said, I didn't know, but Grupio uh, could speak 60 million languages. Uh, so it's only fair I that guess. you didn't know. No, 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 don't, don't say, don't say. Oh, I was getting, you knew I was doing it. You knew I was doing it. Yeah. You just want to take the win here, Dennis. And you don't know how hard it is. Not what I, I want to <laughs> want to grab my phone and look this up. God damn it. No, uh, don't. I'm not going to play it fair. I'm, I'm not going to, cause that's how I live. I could keep going all day and, and, and filibustering and then finally figure out the name, but the audience doesn't want to hear that. So uh, come on now. Let me just start a name. We're we're in the eighties. Um, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I know this isn't her, but I'm just gonna gonna say it because it's an eighties name, Phoebe Cates. Uh, Cates, but uh, it's not Phoebe Cates. So. <sighs> okay, she's gonna rip the bandaid off. Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Go ahead. It's not Julia. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No, go ahead. It's not Ju- <laughs> no. Julia. One more. Lewis. Nope. Okay. Nope. You're like you Julie one more? Dreyfus. Julie Dreyfus. No, I don't. I don't. Is it Jerry Seinfeld? Yep. It's uh, it's it's. A bing, 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 bing. It's Elizabeth Shue now. Son of a bitch. Son Elizabeth bitch. Shue. Elizabeth Son of Shue. Son Sorry, of dude. a bitch. It's uh, hey. it's all good. It gets the best of us. Uh, yeah. Just how the cookie crumbles some some weeks. This good week, it's Dennis taking the trivia. Yeah, what was she? She was in some. Oh, the boys. We we're talking about her and the boys, and then seeing in the same season her her playing her her wholesome character on Cobra Kai. It's like oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh damn! Look uh, at you, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, look at you. Adam doesn't remember your name, but look at you. I can't believe it. <laughs> but and congratulations on the win there. Two 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 games to one game. This the tide is turning. You know, man, it's it. We got We got a lot of episodes left. You know what I happened feel like there, Dennis? Opportunities. I'll tell you but... what happened. You just drifted on away. You, you took it. You, you Tokyo drifted on that one, buddy. I, I Tokyo drifted on into our first review of the night, which, folks, isn't brought to you by me because uh, only one of us is doing the fast series, and that is 
movie toaster adam how, how, how was it over in japan oh man so let me tell you all right so we got we got the third movie in the fast and furious movie the fast and furious tokyo drift on the other side of the world on the wrong side of the law a new style of racing rules the tokyo underground how you guys get away with this and all the best drivers want in who's a tourist let's see what the kids got and let's race but when you live on the edge, anything can happen. You came to the wrong place. This is one of the movies that stuck out in my head so much. Like, this was one of my favorites. So it doesn't follow Paul Walker. It doesn't follow Vin Diesel. It just follows a regular American boy who gets in a little hot water in America. And then he's sent to Tokyo to live with his dad. And when he's in Tokyo, he meets some people and he kind of gets in the underground drift racing as one does when they go to move to japan <laughs> oh, holy shit he you've already, see i'm sorry see Ugh. the you you've just said why i have an issue with this film i needed i needed some connection and i couldn't wait two hours to make the connection to I the mean, rest yeah, you got the there's two connections here. Uh, oh, excuse the first, me. The first connection <laughs> is it's a fan favorite character we get <laughs> we introduce here, uh, Han. And uh, boy, yes, oh boy, that's people true. love him. And uh, but then at the end of the movie, there's a little little cameo here from everyone's favorite Dom. Dom, let's Coretta. go drag racing in a parking garage. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like how did it's like last time we saw him, he was in the streets of LA and now he's he's racing in mall garages. Which and- by the way, the car he's in is the car that was trashed next to the train tracks in Los Angeles that he somehow recovered and brought to another country. You know. I dom mean, things. Dude, Hashtag dom things. How do you family? <laughs> Hashtag family. How, how do you not how do you how do you not um yeah it's like it's it's fast and furious so we'll let that slip here man nobody cares it's all good like Only if it's a corona as long as it's a corona like i gotta tell you and and it's like he he oh god this movie it it's great i love it it's slocky it's fun but it's not fast and furious it's like fast and furious thank you redheaded thank you. stepchild i mean yes it I, is a race it's a car movie right yeah, like it, it is, is a coming of age car movie yeah and and it's funny because the boy that he's racing in the beginning to be a badass and it's another boy in high school but this is by the eldest son from home improvement so it's like that guy is clearly (laughs) out of college but somehow he's still in high school drag racing like I don't. he's like the 32 year old who's still hanging out with like yeah the 20 somethings (laughs) yeah it's very awkward um now does this movie hold up uh not not as great Ooh, as i recall i remember really? seeing them in the theater uh but i'm gonna give it a solid three slices of toast because Damn, it's okay. something about it I, I i dig it man tokyo drift check it out guys and gals hey check you know if, if if it gets the job done i'm not gonna knock your interpretation uh i i feel i'm sure i will have that reaction to some of the later films as i get to them so i'm looking forward to that stuff so well that's the thing it's like we we joke around here saying oh yeah you're you're fucking drifting you're racing in parking garages and whatnot in tokyo but it's like dude they're going to space in this next movie essentially so yeah nothing's out of the ordinary this is this is is pennies compared to the the dollar coins they're throwing at one another at the strip club in the next movie right it's like the 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 bar gets raised exponentially in every film 
that I, it's it may it, it makes sense. I get why now in hindsight it goes this direction. Yeah, it's it was meant to be a series about racing, not a series about Dom and family. It was <laughs> the tone. Like I, as you know, as much as I keep making the joke, it's but for real, it was about the cars. You're mm-hmm. coming because car movies have been a thing. You know, uh, oh, racing yeah. movies have have been a thing for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, so you what know, you got this week? What's what's up first for you? I you know what? For my next review, I'm going to trade out four tires for four horseshoes. I am talking about the recent uh, Netflix release of Concrete Cowboys, starring Idris Elba and Caleb McLaughlin. There's a horse in your house. Oh, this shoe right here. I ain't staying here. All right. So once you step out, that door stays locked till morning. Uh, my goodness, man. This was, I, I got to be honest, I was very intrigued by the story. Now, I, I will frame this with a little bit of something. Um, when I saw this coming down the pipeline for like upcoming trailers on Netflix, I was reminded of a story I saw on uh, the local news of there was a, um, I believe it is a stable in Compton that there, it, there is a group of like, urban cowboy dudes in the middle of town that that they ride their horses through town so this is this is not a unusual phenomenon this is something that occurs all over the country and has been there for a long time and that's why i was excited to watch this film concrete cowboy brings to the forefront a piece of american culture i feel we do not appreciate enough and this is something that is very inherently just american and that is uh the existence of cowboys and concrete cowboy is a coming of age story that is telling uh telling the tale of uh kayla mclaughlin from uh, stranger things fame where he's he's ha- had a rough time we we open up on he he was just in another violent fight we're hearing a voicemail from his high school principal calling his mom saying i'm sorry but we are this is our we are on our wits end we we have to expel him. There's- can can I interrupt for a second, Dennis? Sorry, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Very inappropriate here, but um, I think I know where this movie's going. They, he gets in this this troublesome area, and he's sent to his father, who lives in Tokyo, and they're doing, uh, drag racing with horses. Ah, uh, yes, but you you're missing. Uh, you have a, uh, Incredible Hulk themed horse. Oh yeah, <laughs> that. Oh, man. You got my blood pushing. I'm like, now, now, okay. Now, folks, Adam was calling some stuff. I'll I'll admit, yes, coming into the film, you can't, you're going to call it, this is the, you you are taking some of the turns that are classic in a coming of age story. But right away, and I'm talking in the first few minutes, cinematically, this movie has a powerful punch. Uh, The music, even that, even the, the, the dialogue and the audio, it, it just, it is very well done. Um, just getting the voicemail of the principal while watching the cityscape of Detroit. You're kind of, you're seeing the broad strokes as you're getting in, zooming in closer and closer on the child's mother. You're seeing uh, uh, Caleb McLaughlin's character. You're seeing him finally, uh, Cole, is, that's what his character's name. Cole is sitting on a bench outside the principal's office in handcuffs as his mother walked past. And she, all she does is kind of stop and, sigh in front of him before walking into the principal's office it's this this is a movie where you may be pre- predicting some of the turns it's about to take but the presentation it's giving you 
the the strokes that are being presented are actually very artfully done. This is something that I, I found after the fact, this is based on a novel, that although it is based on a novel, the, the things that we're pulling from shine on the screen. The, these are characters that, at least to me, it plays like watching a play. Uh, I, I, you could probably write a version of this that would just be beautiful on the stage, although difficult with live horses, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's so so I, I'm, I'm going I'm sorry, I'm, I'm painting broad strokes here. Uh, troubled kid, he can't hack it in school. Uh, mother decides to send her son to meet his estranged father, who's never really been a part of his life, who lives out in Philadelphia. And I'm talking, dude, they drive overnight from Detroit to Philly. He wakes up and they're just in front of his father's doorstep in the middle of Philadelphia. She just huh. opens, she, uh, he just wakes up to his mother throwing two garbage bags of his clothes on his father's doorstep. She gets back in the car, tells her to get out or tells him to get out, closes the door, locks the car. She's bawling and drives away while he's screaming, pounding on the driver's side door, oh begging for his mother to stop, to let him go. Like he, I don't know this man. Don't leave. Please do not leave me here with him. And it's it's just so it's so heart wrenching. You feel this, and it's I get like I was already like within the first fifteen minutes. Caleb is just getting my props all over the place because he's he's selling it all over the screen. Uh, that's, when, that's terrible. That's like a nightmare. oh that you dropped that, off. that you pass God, out and that you wake feeling. up in the middle of nowhere. You don't know who you're being dropped off to. That's scary. Exactly, dude. Especially if it's your father and you don't even know him, and you're you're uh, you're crying. You're so afraid to be with barely. Him. I mean, at this point, he could barely call him his father. It was the fact that he was losing his mother. His his mother was giving up on him and his perspective. Now she in from I'm I, now for you parents. We know she wasn't the way she framed what she was doing. It's I have no choice left. I need I need to now. You need to just fall. You need to fall on your knees. You need to you need to skin yourself in order to see how much it hurts. You need to know what you're doing and the impact you're having in your life, and it's so powerful. Now, okay, just I, I I'm I'm dragging this out, but I I'm gonna I want to try to wrap this up. The rest of the the cast it, we are filled in with a lot of real cowboys from Philadelphia. The actual stable that this movie is based on, they went and got people from the street. And they are fluffing out the rest of the characters. And you know what, dude? Even though they're not actors, I think it was amazing. I love seeing real cowboys on screen. I love seeing this piece of America that just doesn't get talked about enough. There's, there are cowboys still around today that are just trying to keep the heart and soul of their passion alive. There's this connection between man and animal that isn't just one breaking the other. And that's something they meet head on. It's not man breaking a horse. It's man earning the trust of an animal and allowing it to feel free while trusting this person. It, it is a beautiful story. I got to be honest, it brought tears to my eyes a couple of times. I, I couldn't help but feel everything it tried to get me to feel. Now, was that just me? Probably. I loved what you're presenting for me. I loved seeing, like I said, this fragment of America that we just don't see enough. Idris Alba knocked it out of the park. Um, and I will say, I feel like there's a few points where his accent kind of leaked through just a tiny bit. But when he's surrounded by a lot of the other characters and including, and I've always been a fan of Method Man as an actor, but I loved watching him play a character 
I wasn't used to him seeing him play. He's a sheriff. Oh. I'm talking cowboy hat sheriff. He's not. He's not on our side. He's actually trying to get the stables shut down. So we're we're not cheering for Method Man when he comes on screen. Oh. But uh, but he's from he's from our character's past. Uh, so he's he's close to the heart of the story. Um, but long and short of it, folks, I'm going to give Concrete Cowboy three and a half slices. It it really it just it hit me hard, and I I felt so much watching this movie. It looked beautiful. I thought the story was well told, even if some of the the beats seemed uh predictable the way things were executed and just the way things are presented to us presented to us as an audience i thought was beautiful i had an incredible time and i thought caleb especially finally got this this moment to truly show his full talent and this kid excuse me this man can yeah, yeah do when he it. said it was him because oh. i saw the trailer for this i'm like Wait, the boy from Stranger Things? That guy's like 10. Yes. I, oh I just looked God. it up as you were talking. He's 20 years old. How's this kid 20 <laughs> years old? He, that first scene, so the believable. first shot you see him. Oh my God. I was just like, who is this man? <laughs> like, I know that I know that kid we see on Stranger Things. There's a there's a young man sitting here uh going through some rough stuff. Uh but no, uh the, the chemistry between uh Caleb and Idris is incredible on screen. I had a great time watching the film. Like I said, three and a half slices. Um, and now it, it, this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea. It is, is it a cowboy story? Yeah, to a certain extent. But this is this this is a coming of of age story first. This is hmm. this is learning to get on one's feet after having your feet broken. Like he's he's fallen all the way down. And we get to watch him try his absolute best to try to climb out as much as he can. And, and it, it's a wonderful journey. It's, it's just, ugh, I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, Concrete Cowboy over at Netflix. Please go check it out. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm jazzed that I had mixed thoughts when I saw the trailer, but uh, I think you sold it on me, man. No, yeah, please do. It's, and there, I mean, I know you, you it's like <laughs> the, the kind of, there will be points where the language is very like cowboy. So you kind of have to like interpret a little bit, but it's no more than going to, to like watch a play. It's, it's, you got to kind of read between the lines. The tone of what's being said is most is what's more important than the literal words being said. If you know makes I mean. sense. Yeah. Wow. Huh. All right, man. I, I think you got a, you got an interesting kind of, social media inspired flick up for us next if you I'm could not say that you could say that yeah i uh i saw this movie that i had no clue i was sitting in a theater a couple of weeks ago and i saw a trailer i'm like what the fuck is this i gotta see this movie i saw a movie called profile tell me about you you're beautiful in the beginning he would be testing the waters he's a hunter he wants to seduce me first i love you only then will he give me a guide into the recruitment process Come here, I'll give you everything you need. A whole new life, a very happy one. You have to believe me, it's paradise. You're brave to admire in a man. Can I ask you what your job is? I don't want to talk about that over the internet. There's journalists everywhere. Journalists. And they've got no morals. They're vultures, you know? Exactly. You're full of surprises, aren't you? Uh, it's one of those movies in line with uh, that movie Searching. Everything that's shot is shot over a computer screen. Like everything you're seeing, movements of mouses, uh, you're seeing people on <laughs> Skype type calls. Uh, so this is about a aspiring 
journalist who finally gets a shot to write for a big uh, publication or website. Nowadays, it's not publications. Um, and she wants to write an expose about how young girls are online and they're, they're being persuaded and tricked into moving over to uh, join Islamic uh, extremist militant groups uh, because they, they're, they're persuaded by online. Uh, they're, they're met by these people who are recruiters. Um, so she pretends to go online. She makes a fake profile um, to pretend to be a young girl who's kind of fed up with the, with living in her country and being, misunderstood by everyone she knows and she goes on she likes all these like videos from the groups and uh right away a guy is like hey yeah you just liked a bunch of my videos are you interested in hearing about this and that oh and like it's just boom right there this guy he kind of starts a connection with her and we see like over the course of a month her going from writing this to almost wondering if she is buying it like is she oh shit okay. everything at state like there's a point where her the publisher or her, or her editors like stop. You can't go any further with this. And where she uh, might almost lose her fiance, and she's just going down a rabbit hole. Like she is buying into it. You think, or you're not sure if she's buying into it, or if she is like just writing the piece and she's that deep. But oh, it's such a tense movie. Like just seeing like every day her talking to this guy. It's like over the course of like. 28 29 days they skip around a little bit uh, but oh god it is like they show like literally at one point it's like he's like well let's get married you can't be here right now but you get married and then later on you can come here you can join me here's a beautiful house that we're gonna live in and this and that and this shit gets intense like this movie is whew, I, I i don't want to spoil anything but whew, wow so yeah i'm gonna give the movie a profile four slices of toast it was riveting like never did a Damn. second go by that okay. i was let down or or like bored it was just on the edge of your seat because you don't know what to believe anymore you're like holy cow it's intense so yeah i'm happy i checked this out on a whim i was gonna see spiral this nice, way but dude. i decided i'd check this out first yeah, I was gonna say I like I like the director of this movie, uh, Timur Berkmanim. Sorry, sorry, folks, Timur Bekmambetov, who I, I as as difficult as it was for me to get the name out, you may recognize from the director of the Night Watch, Day Watch, uh, the Russian films, huh. as well as he directed Wanted, oh. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and was a producer on um, the Snow Queen, Black Lightning, oh. and. Um, uh, shoot, uh, hardcore Henry. Jeez. So this is a guy who is associated with a lot of like uh, good quality action adventure, just high tension films. He's he's really good at raising the stakes. You know, he's mm. he's good at recognizing those types of things. So I like I'm uh, very curious to check this out. It sounds like this is honestly one of his better uh, reviewed films too of his career. So and the crazy thing is like. At the end, you find out this is based on like a true story and whatnot. Like, oh God! Oh, brutal! And even the way it ends is like, oh wow, Ooh, that's rough. I did not see any of that coming. I want to spoil it so bad, but I don't want to. I don't want to get there. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch if you get a chance. Uh, nice man. Theaters. No, I don't think it's on VOD, but when it, if you feel safe to go to theaters and check it out, or when it comes out on VOD, you should definitely rent it or whatnot. Oh, for sure, dude. Especially four slices. Hell yeah, yeah. man. I'm like, going to go check that out. Fantastic. And like I said, barely. Especially like... that style of storytelling, I, I find very, very appealing. Mm -hmm. it's, you're, you're, you're breaking ground in something very unusual, especially when it looks like it looks like they 
started production on the film in 2018. I so wouldn't this be shocked. Not, this is and, a pre-COVID. Like they didn't plan this around COVID. Mm-hmm. It they, and it, you could believe that they out. that you could believe it could have been shot during COVID. It's, yeah, yeah. And like it, it's even a period movie, which normally I don't like. It takes place in 2014. I don't know. That is any significance. The only issue yeah. that I have with it, uh, all the sites that she goes to because she does research and stuff. It's all a lot of dot coms. And doesn't the UK have like dot UK or something? Is there? Oh, shoot. Um, it but is I could be wrong. I mean, maybe she's using American sites. But yeah, that's what I was thinking. But UK. That's the only hang up I had. I'm like, eh, weird, but OK. I don't hmm. know. I've never been there, so I can't I can't say they're making it up. But uh... speaking of speaking of hangups, <laughs> my next review here. Um, I so folks, uh, it just dropped. It just was released in theaters this last week, as well as came to HBO Max. Um, I'm going to review those who wish me dead. I'm not gonna hurt you. I wanna see where the blood's coming from. It's not my blood. You in trouble? Anyone else in trouble? My dad said, if anything happened, I should find someone I can trust. Are you someone I can trust? This is a film starring Angelina Jolie. Um, She plays a smoke jumper. And I, I got to say, right off the bat, I appreciated the fact that they were trying to shine a light on a group of people that I feel like don't maybe not get enough recognition. It's one of those things you just kind of expect to be there when you need it to be rather than you think about these are people who are training for the the worst day in your life every day of their life. That's intense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you when you really frame it that way. It's like these 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 are some hardcore motherfuckers, and um, uh, I, I'm framing it that way because that's exactly how it's shown to you. These are people who are living life on the edge all the time, even in their free time. They they might have some fun with their parachutes and uh, running a, a truck trailer down the freeway, but that's not the main course of the movie. I I gotta say, I the the movie starts off. We, we meet an incredible cast. Like I said, this is a film starring Angelina Jolie, and we're introduced to a fine talent named Finn Little. But we recognize a few other faces, such as John Bernthal, Aidan Gillen, Nicholas Holt, Jake Weber, uh, uh, Tyler Perry. It, the list goes on. You just keep recognizing person after person, and it's all like fantastic actors all every one of these names i've rattled off are people who can carry themselves very very well on screen and dude let me tell you the first 25 minutes i was in it the first 25 minutes i was in it after those first 25 minutes we turned a whole different direction that i was fucking not invested in all right so I was I told Adam uh, before we started recording and here I'm going to tell you folks. I came at this film what I call uh, with a with a Adam review slash viewing. OK, um, I didn't watch any trailers. I, I didn't even read the synopsis. I was just aware of the film coming out. I was excited to watch something that Angelina Jolie was starring in again. And I knew it was like an action adventure rescue kind of film. I knew there was going to be like fires, you know, like I just yeah. that was it. Uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, directed. I'm a fan of his work. I, I am a fan of the series uh, Yellowstone, and that did it. Yep, uh, it's uh, just 
I had a, I have a great time with that. He had a, for those of you who don't know Yellowstone, he had a heavy hand in Sons of Anarchy. So if you if you want to have an idea of the sense of like kind of where he's coming from, it's oh like yeah, a, and he 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 wrote some amazing movies, the Sicario movies. When oh Rick, yeah, one of my oh, favorite movies, Hell or High Water. Oh god, Hell or High Water. Oh amazing. god, yeah. I, I yeah, oh, when and I love that too. Movie we recently uh, reviewed. I did not realize he wrote. Oh yes. Tom Clancy's remorse. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like he's he's like this is a guy, he knows action, he knows tension, he knows how to sell this. Like this. I, I love the world he lives in. But let me tell you, this movie is not the strongest example of a Taylor Sheridan product. I, I will tell you that right now. Like I said, first 25 minutes, fantastic. You hooked me in the story. You got me invested into each and every character. I loved watching. I even bought Angelina Jolie was a smoke jumper. You know, mm-hmm. I, like, I, I at first I was like, okay, that's kind of cheesy, especially, you know, she's kind of, I'm sorry, but she's showing where she is in her stage in life. And and they even added some extra makeup on her to have her be a little more weathered and like ah. she survived a few burns. Like she her arm is fucked up and she's you can they they added a few things to like she's been through some shit. And that's her whole thing, her whole setup, which again, I didn't read the synopsis. So I was I was absorbing everything scene for scene. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I watched it that way and I didn't watch the trailer and all that stuff because it would have ruined it even sooner. This movie got so dry and so flat. All of these actors that I praised, every one of them falls flat. I mean, every single one. Yeah. Uh, not even Littlefinger himself can 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 bring the Game of Thrones. Hmm. He's terrible. Beast is terrible. Punisher is you can barely oh, choke him down. For a second, I thought you meant uh, Kelsey Grammer. I'm like, yeah, but no. I, oh, shoot, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> young, young beast, young beast. Yeah, um, okay. Oh, I, folks, I'm sorry. I really, I, I came into this film with all, all the hopes in the world. I was really excited. Like I said, even the first 25 minutes, I was so hooked. I was so sold. I was, I was pumped to watch this badass, par- like, parachuting firefighters i mean come on that should have been so cool <laughs> instead we were given this so uh I'm, I'm gonna give you my slices right now those who wish me dead at best two slices and i'm being generous i'm being very very generous i you know i should be giving it one and a half but Yikes. there was there were elements that were that were kind of still kind of interesting the kid who starred in it uh finn little he did a he did a really good job. You you should watch out for this kid. He he's gonna be something to 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 appreciate later. You know, he this he was delivering so much emotion. He his character went through a lot watching his father get murdered in front of him, and he's getting chased by hitmen through a forest, and then he's got firefighter Angelina Jolie watching his back. He's really the anchor of the film, and everyone else is just kind of like bullshit to get him to the end point. And even then. The movie ends before we even get to cross the finish line. Oh. And it's not because we're setting up for a sequel. It's because they decided the movie's resolution is about something else by the time oh. you get to the end. So, uck, uck, uck. Two slices at best. Wow. That's it. Those That's... who wish me dead, blech. Ugh. That's weird because it's funny, like the opposite effect for me. When I found out it was about uh, the, the 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 fire jumper people, I'm like, ah, that's not for me. But then when I found out there was like the whole action thing with she has protected kid, I'm like, oh, that's intriguing. But it sounds like the performances and the writing just was not on on, on nothing. On par. It's, 
it's it's like we had all the horsepower. It's like we we built this mo- the most badass hot rod, and then all of the pistons misfired. Everything is off. There's nothing synced up. It just huh. it just died on arrival. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, and I'd be curious to hear what your opinion is if if you think it. See, it, I was gonna review it next it, week, but now I'm kind of afraid from this. Uh, I mean, okay, let me tell you. So, uh, Body of Brighton Rock, I, I reviewed a, a few episodes back. Mm-hmm. Tiny independent film, really cheesy, really not great, but b- gorgeous, beautiful shots of the huh. national forest. This film about people fighting forest fires. There's like 12 trees. Wow. You see, it's so much CG. Um, uh, to, to, to call back to another podcast I've been listening to lately, uh, Office Ladies, uh, Jenna Fisher pointed out she, hate, she has a problem when she watches action movies and uh, the main character gets injured, but they just keep going. So Th- does she have is- an issue watching her uh, ex-husband's oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy films? Not even that. Um, uh, the, yeah, yeah I, I could imagine. Her, her initial example is actually Die Hard, but um, this is Die Hard like to the fucking max. Um, this is a good day to Die Hard. The, the Angelina Jolie gets struck by lightning twice oh. over the course of this movie and just like fucking keeps rocking. Just a flesh wound. And, and that's not even the worst of the things. It's just she falls out of a fucking firewatch tower on her back, lands on her spine, and she gets up and walks away. It is but a scratch. This week I uh, reviewed the. I'm going to be reviewing the brand new movie, Spiral from the Book of Saw. But before we do that, I said nay, nay, nay. I got to go back and I got to watch the previous Saw films. So I went back and this week I powered through like a champion and watched. 98% of the Saw movies that came before. <laughs> I skipped the Jigsaw movie because I hear nothing but bad things, but I'm going to walk you through my take on all seven of the Saw films. Now, I got more I could tell you about it, but I'm going to give you an abridged version. All right, so I not only Let's watched... cross that bridge. They're all on HBO Max, and I watched the director's cuts in the extended editions of them, so oh, cool. I got as deep as I could. So here's my take on the Saw saga. Saw Saw... So this is my take on the Saw Saga, with the exception of Spiral. That's going to be its own review. All right, so uh, I figured it out. After the first movie, it had a simple and slightly earnest plot and purpose. But as these movies go on, they try adding more and more backstory that they think is going to enrich the saga, but it just digs a deeper hole for the saga to lie in. I think this really started happening after the second or third movie after the original jigsaw died because they started making larger traps, pitting people against one another. And uh, that that's not how, how he did things. Like they literally had people essentially try to kill one another so they, they could move on and survive, which jigsaw was about giving you chances. Some, some of these uh, protégés he had didn't do that. Um, so mm. as the movies went on, the plots really felt less and less important. You didn't really care about the characters. And it almost felt like the filmmakers only cared about making the kills more and more gory. On top of that, the dialogue and the acting were really mediocre. And they got some like people that you'd, you'd seen in other things. and They've been good in them, but not in this. Uh, like these films are essentially horrors equivalent of Hallmark movies or quite possibly horror <laughs> of a daytime soap opera all in all i give the saw saga two slices of toast and i'm gonna give you a breakdown of every piece of toast i gave each movie 
So here we go, kids. There's gonna be a lot of popping noise. I apologize. Saw two slices. Saw two. 2.5 slices. Saw three. Three slices. Saw four. 2.5 slices. Saw five. 1.5 slices. Saw six. One slice. Saw seven, aka Saw 3D, aka Saw the Final Chapter, aka More Pointless Crap. Two slices. Oh, it was like literally <laughs> it was a task. It was a chore watching these. I was so excited to watch them. I was telling everyone, I'm watching all the Saw movies from my podcast leading up to Spiral. And oh God, after I love the first two. The first three, even, I'd say were pretty good. But ooh, if you want to hear me go more in depth, in a couple of weeks, we're going to put out these mini reviews called Movie Crumbs over on our YouTube page, and you can hear my whole take on all these. But it they're not as good as I recall, Dennis. I know you like the Saw movies. Uh, how, how do you think? Uh, you just... To be honest, that sounds about right. Like, I, I, I like them for what they are. You know, it's, it's just... There, there's fragments I really try to grasp onto that I, I enjoy. And I, I kind of liked the mystery of how are we going to get to the next one? How are you going to explain away the resolution of the last film mm -hmm. in order to make this movie make sense? Like, and I totally bought into the fact that, hey, we've got like seven of them. Yeah, we're totally just going to kind of be rehashing some stuff. And, and I, I'm, I'm good with that to a certain point until we get to Jigsaw. Mm -hmm. Jigsaw? was shit oh i watched a i because i like i said i didn't watch oh, that movie but yeah i watched a 10 minute recap of it and oh god i'm happy i skipped it but the, yeah, like good. you said yeah these movies the thing that i liked is they pick up right where the last one ended they give you different points of views from other characters that you think are just background oh, yeah. characters and they literally like go back and give you more backstory but like i said they just add more and more it becomes more and more like slocky it's kind of, I feel like the, the, this is the whole, almost uh, similar to what you're saying. The horror equivalent of like what some of the fast movies did, mm -hmm. at least the ones I've seen, <laughs> that's all I can really speak for. <laughs> but it's, it's like, it, it's really just, how do we raise the stakes? We're going to acknowledge what you've seen. We're going to acknowledge characters, plot. We're going to try to make it make sense, but we're going to raise the bar. Yeah. That's the main, the main thing is we're just going to try to make it bigger. And I think that's where the series got away from itself after a point it's just oh, easily. it's so big and then it's we're forgetting oh yeah that's right this whole point was this guy was trying to exact his revenge mm -hmm. um, and and make people learn a lesson not just kill people but yeah they learn a terrifying lessons. lesson yeah i feel like this this would be so much better as a series nowadays if they can make a show out of saw like i think you could have so many man they made uh, a amazing series things. out of uh, uh what's the other one the purge why can't That's you make true. a series out of this? You know, I can see it even the movies fail like a series, like like how they pick up. They almost have like last time on Saw, like they kind of replay what happened in the beginning yeah. of the movies. It's yeah. like so perfect, it, it, and especially now that TV is even richer than film in some aspects. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I I it's it's it is it's sad because like like I think we mentioned before, you and I. Back in our freshman year in 2008, we saw like the first five movies in a marathon. And honestly, I didn't remember anything past the third movie. Like I was like, <laughs> what happened to the fourth? This is the fifth. This is the... I vaguely recalled some of the things that happened. That's how sad it is. And I watched all these movies and I probably won't remember half this crap in like two months. Sadly. Yeah, but it's that's just the way it goes, especially with series like this. They're not really I feel like 
when it really comes down to it, you can try to recall all these details and do all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. When it, what really matters is what's happening on screen in front of you. Yeah. It's, it's the spectacle, the, the kablow. And uh, I'm, I think we're getting a little bit more. Aren't we getting a new chapter? I mean, we're, we're getting something adjacent here. That's, that's what people I think may have came adjacent. here to hear about today. Uh, the latest entry in this saga is called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Jigsaw? Wait, I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. He is. They had hours, not days. How can I catch this guy? If there's nobody on the bus, I can bust! You can't do this alone. Whoever did this has another motive. Something personal. When was the last time you saw your father? Uh, this this is something that I don't think the studio was planning on. This stars Chris Rock, but Chris Rock also came up with a story for it, and he specifically wanted to get the director of the uh, second and third movie to do this. Uh, so this is not exactly connected to the other ones. It's like Jigsaw okay. did exist, but he's long gone. I don't even think they factor in for the Jigsaw movie in this. Uh, this is about uh, Chris Rock plays a uh, cop who a few years ago saw his partner murder a witness who was a dirty cop and he turned his back he told people and got that guy arrested and in trouble and all the other cops think he's a rat and they hate him and he's cool with that he, he doesn't need a partner or anything and then slowly but surely we start seeing cops getting murdered and he realizes the first person that gets killed was the only person in his force that would still talk to him and treat him like a normal person after what happened. Like hmm. he, he would go to uh, sport sports events with him. He'd come over and hang out with him and his family. So he was like his best friend essentially. And that guy was murdered. He was the first person murdered and they found tapes that were sent to him. Uh, from kind of like a jigsaw type person uh, instead of the little uh, doll, Billy the doll, this time there's like this little marionette of like a pig dressed as a cop. And, uh, and there's a different voice. It's not uh, John's voice, the uh, jigsaw killer. And uh, so everything is specifically targeted towards him. And uh, Chris Rock has a new young partner who wanted to join the force because of uh, Chris Rock's father played by Sam Jackson, who is one of the greatest cops uh, or detectives or head of a department ever. And we meet him. And uh, Chris Rock even said hmm. after uh, after what happened, his father kind of even turned his back on him. He's like, I, we live in the same apartment complex. And I saw you the other day and you waved at me like we we're close acquaintances. Like I wasn't even your son. We And like the thing about this movie, that's genius. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just now giving a breakdown of the movie because it, it was fun. Uh, but it starts off. Chris Rock is like having fun. He is essentially doing stand up in here. Like the first time we oh, meet wow. him, okay. he is like talking about how, like just doing a whole set about Forrest Gump and how uh, people treated him like shit and like how Jenny was like a piece of shit and a slut and like just uh, he, he drops so <laughs> okay. much jokes and he has oh, it's hilarious and it's it's so fun to see like 
you'll you'll hear him doing jokes but then you'll see these brutal things and this this film what what i like about it you're not in you're not watching the people like being captured and put in all this stuff you're just seeing little things snippets of them in the traps and not surviving but you're more watching the cops trying to solve this mystery and see what's happening so it's kind of a different point of view and it's it doesn't take itself it it doesn't take itself too seriously but it also does like unlike that uh the previous seven movies i just reviewed this actually is a plot a story it takes a more direct approach it's more it's just more of a movie you got actors acting you got believable concepts and stories yeah you got a killer going around uh copycatting the jigsaw killer but uh, people are putting effort into this and like i said this let me I got I got to ask you then is it is so is that the only thing that makes this a saw movie? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, they 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 just mentioned the jigsaw killer but he's dead. Yeah, there's no connection nobody else from those movies. You don't see the jigsaw killer or anything. Uh yeah. So, so why set it there in the first place? I don't know. That's the interesting thing. Like the title says it's from the book of saw. So it's like are they now trying to make an, an anthology? I don't know to be honest, but hmm like I, I, gotta, but, I gotta be honest that that's the only thing that makes me a little apprehensive and just like so why even bother calling it that why not just make why not just make a, a horror thriller starring chris rock well i'll and, tell you why though okay yeah that will make some money but you slap a name and a brand in a franchise that people know and love that's gonna make money i mean max i mean it's like i love max Mangella. he's fantastic and oh he's, he's great in this He's, yeah. I, I, it's like as soon as I saw he was in the movie, uh, obviously after Chris Rocket and Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, you know, it's like even more, you know, even more people I'm, I'm already invested in, people yeah. I'm a fan of. I, I gotta know. That's like, I was, I was, excuse me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I am still excited to watch this. I'm just still kind of scratching my head, like, well, what, why, why is it a Saw movie then? Yeah. No, there's really no need to call it a Saw. Like you said, it could just be. Oh a cop movie with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson and oh, it could I be mean, a solid okay. piece. Okay. This, this is honestly better than the saw movies. Like, but that's the thing. Wow. It's not in the same ballpark. Like it's, it's, it's like uh, apples and zucchini, not, not fruits and, and vegetables. It's not apples and oranges. It's like two completely different things, but okay. somehow it works. It's I'm giving right. spiral uh, from the book of saw. Three and a half slices of toast. I think that's more than I gave any. Holy shit! It's like yeah, no, that's that is. It's not amazing. It's not shit. It's just after watching seven Saw movies and just feeling like I'm watching horror versions of uh, Lifetime and Hallmark movies. This was a fresh start for me. I will say I saw it with my brother. He didn't like it, uh, so it's not for everyone apparently. But all I'd right, be intrigued right. to see later on if you ever get around to it. I, I'd like. Oh, to see I'm definitely know. getting to this. I I can promise you. And I've watched all the other movies, so I might as well <laughs> might as well cross the finish line. I'm I'm I got it. I was pumped as soon as I heard Chris Rock was attached to this. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to hear that there was a fan of the series. Oh yeah, who, like came around to create a, a Saw movie. And a couple you know? of weeks like, ago, how I often was, does that happen? A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, listening to the director. Uh, on on a different podcast talking about it and he's like yeah i i met chris rock he was genuinely a fan he was asking me questions he had suggestions he knew everything that happened in the previous films he was like asking questions about this and that and this plot and that it's like so he's clearly someone who cares about this stuff which is re- yeah so refreshing to hear opposed to here's the donnie Wahlberg who wants to oh yeah 
Exactly. Exactly. It's not like, oh, I think I could make money off and make another one of these. No, this yeah. this always sounded like he was genuinely excited by the story. He was genuinely invested by what direction this was going to go. Mm-hmm. So I, and- I where I'm, I might have a little bit of apprehension because it's like it doesn't have to be a Saw movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but it sounds like he gets the tone. He gets yeah. he gets what Saw the world is. And uh, the interesting thing here, the uh, director, uh, like I said, he did, I think, two and three. Darren Lynn Bozeman. Yeah, he might have done two, three, and four. Uh, I think it was just two and three. Um, but he said he pretty much had gotten out of uh, directing movies and stuff. And he started doing like immersive, um, like kind of like escape rooms and stuff like that. And at this oh. point, literally, the the day that he, uh, he took a brand new job, he was brought into... Uh, do a Broadway play, a big Broadway play. He didn't say what it was. He just was about to sign the contracts for it. And he was about to move his whole family from Los Angeles uh, out to New York. And as he was uh, flying home or, or getting stuff ready about to sign paperwork, he got a call that I need you to come back you, you, tomorrow. You're having a meeting with Chris Rock. And he's like, what? I, I wasn't <laughs> no to that. So I just jumped on the plane and, uh, like Chris Rock was so enthusiastic about it. His wife was even like, you can't pass this up. So it's like he was this guy wasn't doing it for a cash grab. He did it because of what Chris Rock was telling him, like the yeah, fact that he yeah. could get someone to give up making a Broadway play. Someone who essentially got out of the game. I just find that kind of fantastic that he's like, all right, I'm not going to do it for the paycheck. I'm doing it because someone appreciated my work and wants to elevate. Yeah, it. Yeah, there's passion behind the project. That should yeah. be. Man, yeah, that's what you want to hear. That's what makes good fucking movies. And it shows because, like I said, I loved his entries, but this is 10 times better than those were. Man, okay. Nice, man. That's yeah. cool. But um, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I, I, I sadly could not watch a, a TV show this week, but I think you might have watched something. Oh, you do. You know I got you covered. And uh, folks, uh, we're, we're bringing it down to our TV entry for the episode. So those of you who've enjoyed our film reviews... Uh, thank you very much for joining us. But we're about to dive into Disney Plus series Star Wars The Bad Batch. You fellas must be pretty valuable. We're just soldiers. The war is over. You pull a job for me, and I get you money. That might work. Gear up. We're getting the hang of this civilian thing. So uh, this is uh, episode three. We're um, just we're picking up. I mean, right where we left off after episode two, uh, our our boys and plus Omega have escaped uh, Camino. We're we're getting away from what is now the uh, Galactic Empire, the first of the Imperial forces, and we're kind of establishing the fact that there is now this new rebellion. Um, where they're aware of Saw Gerrera, they are just trying to stay alive and make sense of what's happening in the galaxy now where where is our place as as the, the clones as the bad batch um omega's like i said omega's along for the ride uh but we've we've uh, we, we came under a little fire and under escape so we have to make a little crash land detour on a nearby moon that uh, we were not expecting oh to, to land on and uh it becomes in, it turns into a little bit of Kind of a search and rescue. Uh, we we got to go find a missing part. There's a creature that feeds off of energy that steals the power supply from their ship. And now Omega herself has to go track down the animal that has stolen the uh, their power supply. 
Meanwhile, our, our this the sniper of the group who succumbed to his inhibitor chip, uh, Crosshair, he's he's making waves in the Empire. So uh, Tarkin now establishing what is going to be their new special forces unit that is replacing Bad Batch with uh, recruits of, and we're talking some of the deadliest that they've been able to recruit from across the galaxy. We're going to send them to complete the mission they couldn't complete in the first episode. He's sending uh, Crosshair and his new recruits back to the former, the previous location of Sagarera, and you just go ahead and you wipe out that camp. I don't care what's there. You kill everything. That's intense. And yeah, and Crosshair does the job, but when they get there, they find Sagarera's gone. He's already, he's heard they were coming and he bounced. But as we've seen, Crosshair only knows that a good soldier follows his orders and can and completes his mission. Hmm. He, he proceeds to start executing all of the rebel soldiers. And when only civilians are left, one of uh, one of his new recruits stands up and says, OK, mission mission's over. We've, we've done it. We've killed all our enemies. It's we're done. We're not an execution squad. We're going home. He turns he turns his back and he starts heading towards the ship like we're, we're done. Start like, let's go back to Camino. Boom. Crosshair puts a blaster round through his heart, drops him without hesitation. Only a good soldier follows his all of his orders, huh. and the rest of the the rest of his troopers proceed to pick up their blasters, including one one trooper who's wielding a flamethrower, and they just incinerate the rest of the civilians, killing all of them. This is, I mean, but although Crosshair gives the order we do see this tiny glimmer of something in his eye that's like, he he doesn't want to do this, but he needs to. Oh. There's, 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 there's a piece of something there. There's a fragment of the crosshair we knew from uh, Clone Wars still left inside of him, but it's almost like he can't help but obey the, the orders that are being given to him mechanically through the chip in his brain. Uh, whereas the, the rest of our crew, they get it, we get our shit back together and we decide we, you know what? We can't leave a man behind. I don't care if he's broken. We're gonna do our absolute best to figure out how to save him. How do we get him back to the man he used to be and not continue to dive into being like the monster he's slowly turning into? That's crazy. So, I thought they yeah. were completely done. That's interesting that they have the wherewithal to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of the things I love about the this version of Echo from the uh, Clone Wars series, where before he was just, as they say, he was a uh, oh, what, what's their nickname for the rest of the the regs, the rest of the regular clones. Uh, he was just another reg until he was captured by the Separatists and was modified to have his like uh, droid arm. Like he has that same the like the cylindrical like key that R2D2 uses to hack computers. Huh. That's what Echo has for a hand now. Oh. So he's able to hack into computer interfaces like through it with his body. And then you have this other guy tech who is actually like the computer tech guy. Like he can do a lot of math equations in his head and all this kind of crazy stuff. Hmm. Uh, so between the two of them, they were able to, to figure out a lot, but they're like, you know what? We might be able to beat the inhibitor chip. We just hmm. need the right pieces. And I, and they think they can, they can best it and try to neutralize it, not just to get crosshair back, but to make sure the inhibitor chip doesn't work in the rest of them. Because another thing starts to show, one of my favorite characters, Wrecker, our, our big beastly dude oh, like who's just guy. all brawn. Doesn't he have a badass helmet with like a yeah. brawn on face? That's cool. 
Yeah, he's got the skull painted onto the front of his helmet. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a worrying development. He started he started having headaches, oh. unusual headaches without any injury. So I'm hoping, oh, I'm really really hoping he doesn't start succumbing to his chip soon. Uh, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Omega is now further integrated into the group. She's proven herself even more worthy by pulling them off the planet. And there's a little bit more intrigue surrounding her character because she's shown she's a little more capable than even not just the Bad Batch realizes, but even she realizes herself. I think there's still there's something to be said about my theory of I'm curious about the other gen the genes that were fed into her uh, makeup. Why is she different from the rest of the clones? Why is she um, an enhanced clone like the rest of Bad Batch? But we'll just have to continue on to find out, won't we, Filoni? Hmm. Yes, Dennis. Yes, we will. <laughs> I don't know what he sounds like. I'll take it. That, sounds, uh... that could be you. <laughs> well, folks, that was episode three of Bad Batch. And uh, that was episode 85. Of how, wait, how, how, many, how many slices of toast would you give that if you, if you had a toast? I don't, I can't, I mean, I don't feel it's quite fair to toast individual episodes quite yet off my first interaction because I'm going to want to, I, I feel I will be over generous. This is yeah. Star Wars. My natural reaction, I'm going to say like fucking three and a half or something for almost all of these. Fair enough. I, I, I don't think it's quite fair. I feel like I need to give a toast review at the end of the, the season. Yeah. Um, because because so much of this series relies on, I feel, a certain amount of prior knowledge. Although, Adam, it sounds like you were still able to enjoy a, a good amount of the first two episodes. Oh, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I, I have no problem with it. It was just okay. like all the uh, Saw movies and <laughs> that kind of stopped me from getting there. Oh, no, of course. Of course. No, yeah. to, to set that aside, it's it's really more the they there's definitely notes of things that we should be recognizing. Like they'll they'll gently set in a character in a scene without saying too much about them. Sometimes you're supposed to know who that character is. And it's Fair like, I, I appreciate that this show isn't you don't have to know but it helps yeah. just like just like Mandalorian. You don't have to know anything about Star Wars, but mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah, you know, no, it's always you can still walk away with a fantastic cowboy space cowboy, you know, adventure story, which is uh, totally what that is. And this is very much the action. Rambo in space, you know, I, well, I you know, I, honestly, I, Dennis, like I know you said you were afraid of what my thoughts were going to be like coming in from not watching Clone Wars or knowing these guys. I just felt like, oh, wow, these are a bunch of badasses. They uh, they we don't need the origin story for them. And nice, I was on nice. board just watching the two episodes. It's like everyone had their own distinguished uh, voice and, and exactly looking at things. Yeah. I liked it. And to find out that D. Bradley uh, Baker or is that that's who did all these guys, yep. right? Yes, I'm sir. Like, He's well, every one like, Bad Batch and the clones. I always think of him just as from American Dad, but it's like, God <laughs> damn, he knocked it out with these guys. They all sound different. He doesn't have to just be Klaus. Well, he does have to only be Klaus in my book, but <laughs> I'll give him a pass this time. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I I really enjoyed it though. Um, yeah. Having having said all that, it was it was a good episode, and I feel like it went by very fast. Nice. We were just kind of. We're getting out of Camino. We're getting our characters set up for the next stage of our of our story, their, their next stage of life. What are we gonna do now that we don't have the Galactic uh, Galactic Republic anymore, which is their sole purpose? Mm. So, it's it. I'm very excited to see the direction this goes uh, from here on out. Good. You know what I would do if I were them? I'd uh, head over to Film Freeway. 
and uh, <laughs> search for Movie Toast the Festival and uh, apply uh, any short films that they got. Now, Dennis, I, I told you off mic that there was something I want to talk to you about. Uh, I want to give oh, a yeah. shout out to a filmmaker out there who I think might have heard a previous episode of ours. Uh, this uh, person named Sherry Raddick Stroud uh, just uh, on Saturday of last week uh, submitted five short films to us and they're all different Whoa! genres different genres different actors and it's like that's what i love it's like someone had some stuff and they sent it our way and it's not there just here's the same genre here's the same people and even just different languages the films were different uh white it's very five distinguished different things and it's like if sherry can do it guys i think anybody could do it like come on i i just want to say thank you very much to sherry and yes uh, thank you sherry that's amazing when i saw that i'm like bam 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 i'm like holy cow and i'm like some good stuff there and it's like we we got her we got some sorry i don't want to say her i don't know if sherry's a man or a woman i apologize we've got their films yeah. and i i and the fact that you're willing to submit that much. You're willing to share that much with the world. I props to you. I, that is yeah. awesome. We're, we're possibility excited of showing multiple things possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like we said, guys, we want to make our audience your audience, and uh, we we want to coexist here. And uh, that's why you should go to filmfreeway.com uh, backslash movie host the festival and submit anything you got right now um we we are in regular deadlines uh i think until august uh, so please submit some stuff uh, we really want to see some some of your work i'm very excited to see more stuff i love what we see now but uh we're building a festival we want to get a good a uh, good day out of this for everyone we want everyone yes. to really shine oh absolutely and hey folks for those of you who aren't necessarily filmmakers, but still love to watch movies, please hit us up on the rest of the social media platforms. And we're talking about Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're even over on TikTok. We've got a Reddit page and we even got a Discord server if you're willing to find the link, which we have on our website. Mm -hmm. But movie underscore toast and all of those places. Um, over on YouTube and Facebook, we are Movie Toast News and Reviews. But let us know about what you think of our reviews today. Uh, was I totally wrong on those who wish me dead? Um, I don't think so. Uh, am uh, I wrong about uh, <laughs> Saw being a slocky piece of garbage, but a fun ride every now and again? Yeah, it's a, it's. A, I, I sometimes I like to eat some cheese balls. Yeah. Get the oversized container and just have garbage, you know. And I'm not saying that but we're amazing can't filmmakers. Uh, we're, we couldn't make half the stuff that we review and give back. Oh, no, 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 no. We no, know no. how much hard work and effort goes into all of this. This is just our take on it. So we do apologize if we offended anybody. Uh, but uh, and if you also want to reach out to us about something else, anything really, uh, you can send us an email over at movietoastnewsroomreviews at gmail.com. And uh, we'd honestly would love to get some feedback and see what you guys like, what you dislike. Uh, if you could leave us a review over on uh, Apple Podcasts, we'd really be appreciative towards you absolutely except i stand by everything adam says word for word and it, i'm fully confrontational so anything anything else is is wrong <laughs> i'm gonna go the other direction <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> if we were like that could you imagine what the show would be like oh Oosh, man that would be Ooh, butting heads yeah. every week no no, no no i'm just trying to be silly this I is know, i know it's I fun know. it's we're all about the fun banter we I love know. the difference of opinion here oh yeah so please let us know what you think of our reviews this week, and what and what did we miss out on? What did what what's something else that released in this last month that uh, you think should totally be in an upcoming episode of Movie Toast? Please hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. 
Well, guys and gals and everybody out there, dogs, cats, fish, whoever's out there in the world hearing us in their ear holes. Cockatoo. Ooh, cockadoodle-doo, everybody. Cockatoo to you, Dennis. What should these <laughs> guys and gals and animals do? Oh, I think all of you fine creatures should just stay toasty. You were like jumping at the fucking the, the, the nips at that one. Jumping at the nips. Jumping at the nips. Jumping at the jumping at the jumping at the nips. Jumping at the nips. I'm gonna say I'm gonna save that one. I'm gonna use that later. Uh, I don't I don't even know what that is. It's not even a thing. <laughs>